This shows for entertainment purposes only. Any information provided here should not substitute for professional advice. For matters discussed, always consult local professionals. It's funny is because I always Canada America is so similar. Right. Are they? So, really? I don't know, but I, well, yes and no. I but like I, I, people in Canada are fucking nice. I don't, I don't know what America you're living in, but I always I don't like, get you know, Canada like, when I go to like, fucking South we're Beach. Like cousins, our parents were a little different, and we grew up with some different values, but yeah. we're still the same family and that. And I think I understand America a lot better being down here now, traveling everywhere. <laughs> the lasagna ganja podcast mr x to the z exhibit and it's your girl tammy aka the cannabis cutie we're getting into the new year we had a great episode with uh Trika gates yes 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 that was a good that was a good episode that was a really good episode it felt like girl talk and you were just kind of sitting there like what did i walk into today yes very very shocking yeah the way you guys think yeah have you thought about doing ayahuasca and temporarily dying yet no i am not going to do anything that's going to knock me off what i already have i think i've done i've done enough damage you know what i'm saying (laughs) i'm afraid that if i do something like that um then i may not come back the same way Uh, you know know. what i'm saying you know you talk about seeing lights and you know Mm -hmm. tunnels and shit and Mm -hmm. you know i only want to experience that one time (laughs) you know what i'm saying like i don't want to do it a gang of times you know but, but yes, it's your birthday. Yeah, you had I had a birthday. birthday. I did. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And was it was themed? It was a surprise birthday party. Yes. Did they dress up like the like Tammy the cannabis cutie? No. Um, they dressed up like themselves. But <laughs> yeah, right. it was I came home, there was a taco stand mm. making tacos, burritos, mm. quesadillas. Mm. And then there was also a, a brand, the standard cannabis company had yes. like gift boxes. So the homies left with eights and hash holes oh, and yeah. all kind of new fly stuff mm. and uh lots of pre-rolls. So well, thank you for inviting yeah. me and not it was inviting me. <laughs> and uh I, I, I i'm glad to hear about it i'm glad it was uh i'm glad it was there it was uh, a surprise. Yeah, i, I would have loved to experience that you know my disclaimer was i couldn't invite anybody <laughs> i got kidnapped to the spa and uh, no. i came home to tacos don't 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 tell yeah. your friends i said thank you very much i will i will let them the know invite. they forgot <laughs> yeah they forgot all right so so today we are talking about Something that we love, but we talked about on the show before, mm. is um, is is cooking and cannabis. Yes, they go hand in hand. They do. Just like music and can cannabis go yeah. hand in hand. Yeah. Um, we have Travis today, the Nomad Cook, right? Oh. Got it right. Got it yeah. right. Travis, the Nomad Cook, he pops up all over the United United States doing, you know, like chefs, you know, work, God's work. <laughs> the globe really absolutely yeah the globe. and uh he made it a point to say he is from canada so shout out canada eh? absolutely. yeah canada, absolutely <laughs> all right so here we go um welcome to the lasagna gotcha hey. podcast thank you for having me here yeah. excited to be here yeah this, yeah, is, this yeah. is cool all right how long you been down in the st- from canada um, my wife and i moved down here kind of right when the whole pandemic hits all of a sudden couldn't work in yeah. Canada the mm-hmm. restrictions were really tight and uh that first summer you know we worked within the gray spaces I got a sponsor to rent an RV mm-hmm. and we toured across the country doing 37 dinners outdoors wow. because we couldn't have more than eight people inside wow. so I said fine well let's do everything 
outside, but winter was coming. And, that was so uh, stupid. Wait a minute. Uh, that was so stupid. Was, the restrictions and all, it made no sense. But then, you know, so my wife was from Arizona. We went down that first winter. There was no restrictions. There was yeah. no masks. Yeah, there was yeah. the normal life. And my mother-in-law said, do you guys want to move here? And we did it. So 2021 shifted down from Canada and kind of started over, okay. you know, here in the U.S. And did uh, you, Do you like the decision you made or do you regret yeah. it? No, I. it's... It was nerve wracking because in Canada, there's one or two cannabis chefs that are really kind of doing right. food at this level. Right. There's six major cities that I worked in. Right. I'm in 24 cities down here. Right. You know? So right. now I'm getting to travel to New York and San Francisco and Chicago. And, you know, it's, it's so free health care. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Free health care. It's funny because I always Canada, America is so similar. Right. Are they? So, right. I don't know, but I, well, yes and no. I but like I, I, people in Canada are, are fucking nice. I don't, I don't know what America you're living in, but <laughs> I, I like, don't get know, Canada like, when I go to like, fucking South we're Beach. Like cousins, our parents were a little different, and we grew up with some different values, but yeah. we're still the same family and that. And I think I understand America a lot better being down here now, traveling everywhere. Mm -hmm. I think I understand. I don't think everyone's as divided as we're being. You motherfucking wrong about that. (laughs) I would say go to like, go to, go to Michigan. That's right next to Canada, right? Go to Wayne County and then go to Oakland County. (laughs) Go to Alabama. That's that's what I mean. As as I went to like St. Louis and stuff like that, I think I understand why people are so angry right yeah, yeah. like Go to it's, Baltimore it's, you know yeah. people have been forgotten about and mm. it's very clear why people are like I don't believe in the system right, right. so right. I think on that part but also I've come down here and like the I've drank the Kool-Aid on like work as hard as you can mm. and go out and you know and make what you it. want of it right, right? right. and you know last year was the busiest year of my life we did 102 dinners in 11 mm. months and wow. um a lot of miles flying around. Yeah. Let's back it up a little yeah. bit. So so how did you get into, first of all, culinary arts? Like, how, how did you So that's actually quite an interesting story because I've never worked in a restaurant. Uh, I didn't go to culinary school. Uh, I actually worked in the oil and gas industry for 14 years. And in 2015, I jokingly tried out for MasterChef, yeah. the TV show. I got on, I got <laughs> eliminated on the second episode. So I had three minutes of airtime. <laughs> and right after that filming, there's a recession hits. I get laid off, given a severance package. So I mm-hmm. said, fuck it, 31. Let's just give this chef thing a shot. And spent the first year and a half kind of finding my way. And then I do the first cannabis dinner. I 420s rolling around. It's 2018. Canada's federally legalizing cannabis in a couple of Did months. you consume before that? Yeah. I, I, cannabis, like coming from Vancouver, cannabis was in our culture, mm-hmm. right? Like it just from, it was always part of everything. So, you know, I was never really cooking with it. It was always smoking. I was always a blunt man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then with Canada legalizing in 2018, for the 420 weekend, I turned my house into a pop-up restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> and I have 164 people come through over four days. Dope. Yeah. And wait, but let me let me but before you get too far, yeah. what did you do 
as an oil worker? What did you do? So I was a business development manager. Oh, so you weren't out there fucking no. tussling no, with the I fucking... Was, I was, and I think a lot the of... the drill and shit's A lot of my success in culinary is, I think, my background of sales and business. Like, mm. I do all my own promo and sales, and, like, I've never been to any of the cities I've ever worked in. Oh, what? Like, I'm going to, <laughs> wait, Cle- wait. I'm going to Cleveland next month, and I've just sold two nights out. Oh, don't. Okay. Right? So I, right. I, I understand the sales aspect. I'm very ambitious, and I just found my purpose. Yeah. Okay. Right? You can pick it up back. But I didn't yeah, want to yeah. interrupt yeah. you, but pick yeah. it up from where you were. Okay. So, uh, so the so you started you started out of you know just this is what you love to do. Yeah. Just you know when I did that first cannabis pop up, I didn't want to be called a cannabis chef because mm. in my head I'm like, this is going to be a fad, cannabis becoming legal, and then it will kind of fizzle out to this very niche market, and you know. To date, I've served over 15,000 people. My average age is 39. Like, I was anticipating young 20-year-old males as a clientele, Mm -hmm. which is like, that's not who I want to be cooking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 39 is my average age. I'm 58% female. Mm. And I've had almost 900 first-time cannabis users come into my dinner. Wow, okay, very cool. So we've really tapped into that demographic that's like 55 plus, who 10 years ago, this was a hard no, never going to happen. It's a legal drug, Mm -hmm. right? And we've just created a space where it's very culinary focused. I dose everyone individually based on their own tolerance level. Every- How do you find that out? So I have a sliding scale and it goes one to five and it goes five milligrams, 10, 25, 50, 100. So mm-hmm. I take that. All my guests will sit down. I give a speech on how I do this. So I let's say I have a four course menu. Every course will have one infused component to it, mm. right? That I will then make four times. So let's just say it's a salad dressing, a vinaigrette. I'll make it once with no cannabis, once with a low amount, a medium, and a high. I do that for every course. Now, unfortunately, that math class I was skipping out on to smoke weed in grade 11, <laughs> I kind of need those equations too. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a pattern. And once you figure out, like a lot of people have similar tolerance levels, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, well, not me, I'm a mutant. Yeah, I, I, you do the 100 yeah. plus. Yeah, plus. well, that's we got yeah. like the we call it the koala dose after koala puffs. <laughs> yeah. She came and I think it was like 700 milligrams. She took. Ooh. Shout out so to that Angela. Was, yeah, that's yeah you got to do yeah. an X yeah. puff. So now that's like I don't tell guests. Milligrams. Ah! Yeah. When the guests come in, I only tell them that scale to 100. But if I'm coming around the table and you ask me for more, we'll give it to you. Okay. And if you say I want the koala dose. I will give it to you because you. I assume you, you know, know what, what you're, you're talking about. For. Yeah, right, right, right. I don't say we're going to go that high because we have so many people coming in with a five milligram tolerance who are nervous and are sitting next to the person doing the koala dose, right? Yeah, and yeah. so we have a system to make sure everyone's getting the proper dose in their plate, mm. right? We've served groups as small as a dozen all the way up to 100 people. Right. Right, and and that's one of the... What are my goals? Because as I didn't know where I was going with this, I've just had the best time of my life. Wow. Right? I met my wife because I was doing this. I got to move to the US. We we toured Europe this year. So I'm like fulfilled in a lot of those sort of goals. Why don't, you, why, why don't you want to be first? Why, why, why do you have an issue with being called a cannabis chef? 
Because well, there, there's nobody yeah. that put the flag in the ground yet. Well, no, I am so proud to say that's what I am. I at first I didn't want it because I was like, this is gonna be a well, you gotta fad. own it. You gotta and own then, it. You, you be the fucking Gordon Ramsay of this soon shit. As, <laughs> as soon as I did that first group, we we that first weekend of 420, we had a table sit down of strangers. And I said to my team, we need to engage these people because they have nothing in common. They mm. did not need us, right? Didn't matter that they're from different walks of life and mm. ages. Everyone shares that experience of mm -hmm. breaking bread around a table. Mm -hmm. And cannabis just adds to that sharing aspect, mm -hmm. right. right? And that's what's inspired me at the beginning to be like, no, no, there's something here with this. And like, if I can help the next generation of chefs do this in a restaurant, and not have to rent Airbnbs and do underground dinners and passcodes, although that's fun, right? And I'm loving it, but we're gonna help move this into the mainstream. And I think chefs are the best sort of people to be doing it because we're meticulous, right? Like yeah. if I green someone out, they're not coming back. No. And all I've, especially if they have a low tolerance, I've just proved to right. them that the brownie is horrible and that, you know, it's for stoners. Right. But it is. Get the fuck off right. the field if you're not ready to get it, bitch. Well, well, people hate edibles, right? People hate edibles because they have a bad experience. So you're bringing in a lot of new first timers. Yeah. How do you in this show education we take very serious? So yeah. how do you educate newbies about what's about to happen to them? Absolutely. You know, when when a lot of our guests coming in, we've really built that sort of reputation. I think that's why we get a lot of first timers coming in um you know it's just kind of explaining to them like you know if you've never done this before we're going to start you off like two and a half milligrams <laughs> of thc right and then i mean you're going to get about 10 milligrams of cbd with that because that cbd is really important eating an edible you know a lot of the edibles have been sprayed with the pure isolative thc yes right and everything i do is full spectrum mm. right? right okay can you explain I, that to the audience because we have a lot of new cannabis people who are listening, absolutely so. so like when i first started i was using an isolative thc mm -hmm. that i could eye drop on top of the food so to be precise how many milligrams i'm giving mm -hmm. to each person just pure thc right? nothing else just pure yeah. thc right and for anyone with a low tolerance that's where that spike of anxiety and paranoia really comes from. Exactly. Right? And so when I'm creating my menus, my focus isn't, hey, how do I get the most out of the THC from this plant? But how can I really utilize the terpenes, mm. right? And the entourage effect and create this arc of experience. Right. So terpenes. So terpenes are not just the flavor and aroma of mm -hmm. cannabis, but they're also responsible for the effects that we feel when we use it. Right. And they're the compounds are identically found in plants, fruits, and herbs. Right. Right. So when I take a strain and I'm looking at what the terpene profile is, and then I want to build a recipe, I'm going to start looking at what plants, fruits, and herbs kind right. of match with that, right. right? We don't want to be starting with the sedative mercines and linalols at the start of the menu and zonk everyone out on course right. two, right. right? I want my table chatty and, right. and so energetic. And like, just let's for listeners to understand, yeah. so THC is a molecule. No matter what, it is a molecule. It's going to be the same molecule, and it's going to typically act the same within your body. What's going to make it different is going to be the terpene that's paired with it or the terpenes that are paired with it. So linalol is going to be found in lavender, yeah. and it's typically going to be calming for for some people and myrcene you can find it in mangoes it's also very relaxing so that's what he's talking about yeah. when he says terpenes thc is always going to be thc there is no 
scent. That is why dogs cannot tell the difference between CBD and THC. Shout out to the police department who haven't figured that out yet. THC has no scent. I knew it was coming. They have, it has no scent. That's Yo, why your dogs are messing gang up. banging already. Lawsuits. Just I have to say, at the airport this morning, the dog started jumping when we walked by, and I've never been more worried in my life. And They're they looking said, for bombs. Do you they travel said, with cannabis? You travel? No, I won't within state. So I, why I, not? Every, I do all the time. I can't go from state to state. Maybe I shouldn't say I'll, that on I'll, camera. Every, in every, in every city I work with, <laughs> in every city I work with, there'll be a brand that will supply me with their cannabis. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, we go in and we, you know, we're like a unique marketing way for brands yeah. to sort of promote their. their I think when you travel there. state to state and it's legal in Within those the states. states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but like, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I can't go from Seattle to New York. Right? Well, why not? They're both legal. It's fed, it's fed, well, once you're in the air, you're federal. So yeah, whatever. I, mean, I follow yeah. all the rules in the USA. Okay, uh, that's, oh, true, yeah, that's, you're true, that's true. That's true. That's true. I forgot. You're not truly American, so you don't give a fuck. But even if you do have it on you, they you like... gotta not give a fuck. Then you're gonna be like, you know what? Because America. Fuck I know yeah. in Canada you can have an ounce in your pocket and Same. put it in the metal detector and put Only it through. LAX. LAX. Yes. Yep. And like other California airports, oh, they're cool with it. And then. The, if you have a yeah. lot, they'll yeah. just. I had a friend who had some, and the cops had to come and check and make sure he yeah. had the I legal that amount. No, and then they yeah, let him go. no, it's fucking. Yeah. It's legal. They don't care. They yeah. don't care. Yeah, I mean, in you America, can't go to California. the Bible Belt. I mean, you know, yeah, I, think I wouldn't go into Georgia or Mississippi. Well, well, so you, know, yeah. you, know, you know where I finished doing dinners last year was in Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, okay. So oh, yeah. I have started going doing dinners in the South in areas where medical is legal, right? Yeah. So we'll work with medical um, patients mm. who go out and get their medicine and they'll bring it to me to yeah, put in the food. Cook. So, yeah. you know, we play with within the rules within the state because this is such a great thing that we're doing anyways. Right. Yeah. Right. So we have to push some boundaries but then we have to also respect that we can't push things too right. far um my big goal this year is to develop an online master class right now to start training not just chefs but home cooks on mm -hmm. you know the fundamentals of safety the different extraction methods you know it's not just hey let's decarb our flour uh decarbing is when you chop the flour up you put it on a tray direct in the oven mm -hmm. right? 70% of the time, I don't actually do that. Oh, really? You don't right? decarb? See, that's the way right. I do it. So yeah. decarbing is, is important because it activates the THC. So whenever you're holding a nug, uh, spoiler alert, it's mostly THCA. It's yeah. the it's the heating process that's going to turn it into THC or time will turn it into THC or it'll turn into Delta-8 or CBN, yeah. different mm. cannabinoids. Yeah. So ideally, you're putting your THCA on a tray, you're baking it, and it's becoming THC, and now you can cook with it. But so I you would say said don't it works. Ever, ever. <laughs> like if, if you don't, if all you have is your oven, then and then fine, I understand. Use the, what the equipment is at your, um, at your fingertips. But, um, you know, if I have a really low grade of cannabis, if it's trim, right, if my goal is all I want to do is pull the THC yeah. out of it, then I will decarb. But if I've got something where the grower's gone through this hard process of making these beautiful terpenes, these tri, these really nice trichomes all over the flower, I don't want to sit there and blast that with a bunch of heat. True. Right? So I actually learned this from a chef out of New York, Chef Chris Cedeno. Um, He passed away from lung cancer a couple of years ago, but mm. he started cooking with cannabis and he had an underground supper club. And, and when I got to go work with him in New York, he... He was just putting his flour directly into his butter, directly into his oil. And I said, chef, why are you doing this? He says, well, it just, it tastes a little bit better. And mm. I don't think he ever took it that extra mile. And so 
I sat with that method. I really looked at it. And as soon as we start applying too much heat to any sort of green herb, we start to damage it. It goes from green to brown, mm-hmm. right? We start to accentuate the chlorophyll, right? If you bite into a brownie or a cookie and you really taste weed, that just means it hasn't been cooked right, mm. right? Oh. You're tasting the chlorophyll. Oh, I you failed. You to taste. I failed. Because <laughs> my shit tastes like fucking flour. <laughs> like so, no matter what, I, so I make I, butter. I, 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 will I, never, butter yeah. I will never go above 200 Fahrenheit. That's kind of a ceiling that mm. I'll work at. And, you know, then it's all about using time. And there's so many new cool cooking gadgets out there that yeah. we can use to um, do a, a passive decarb while you're in that fat. See, I, I keep going back to to the original start of the conversation where you said you don't want to be known no, as no, a no. cannabis when, when I did that first dinner, I said that, but like I... Now, now you got to well, I think he it, meant so like, I, because it was legalized and he didn't just want to be on the bandwagon. But within within a couple of weeks of doing those first dinners, like I knew this is what I was looking for. I found right. found my, my thing. Right? Bro, and bro, so, let me, hear me yeah. out. Hear me out, I, bro. Be the Gordon Ramsay of this shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I want to see the <laughs> Nomad restaurant. I yeah. want to see the Nomad when it has a full yeah. cannabis menu because I'll go eat at that motherfucker <laughs> all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, whenever you're ready. Okay, I'm okay so let me ask you this: the exhibit dose is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? The X dose. The X dose. milligram. Roller coaster. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this: You've been to places you you've cooked for a lot of people around the world yeah with cannabis yeah where would you, if you were okay so this i like to speak things into existence yeah if you had the choice to put your first restaurant somewhere what city would it be in? well it this is the crazy thing it should be las vegas but the casinos don't want cannabis mm. anywhere near yeah, right? who said like, you got to be in a casino? But that's that's where I think you would have the most success because people yeah. would go there. It's like a tourist. Right? Like, like people, the world comes I, to Vegas. You know, I I think where we see uh, culinary cannabis really accelerate is going to be with professional athletes. We've just seen the mm. NBA and Major League Baseball change their stance on cannabis. Right? We can create recipes to help with sleep, to help you know focus on. You know, like I've got a hummus dish that I make with ginger and turmeric that <sighs> really high in caryophylline. It's got these great anti-inflammatory properties. Mm. We can add the appropriate dosage of THC, CBD in there. Helps you sleep. I don't feel weighted down in the morning. Like I had that snack. I know I shouldn't eat late, but that helped me sleep. So, you know, that's a big thing I think we can really help push mm. forward is you know, as soon as the NFL makes that change, you know. Tammy, what say you? You you have the experience there. Is that ever going to happen? I mean, I'm teaming with NFL athletes and working on these things to help players because, you know, we have, the NFL is a pill mill. Yeah. They give them a lot of anti-inflammatories, a lot of opioids, a lot of anxiety medicine, a lot of antidepressants for a non-normal brain. This is a brain that has traumatic brain injury, chronic um, traumatic encephalopathy, PTSD, they need natural remedies. Mm-hmm. So um, the NFL, I don't know if they're going to take their foot off the gas because, again, like, you know, when these players are getting these pills after the game, they're also getting charged, billed by their insurance. Like, it's it's a it's a business. There's yeah. so much that happens, and, and the, the cannabis prescriptions would take so much from that. They yeah, but, to they're, but they're, out. they're not going to publicly say that they're using these products, right? Yeah. But, uh, because they, it could still jeopardize their well, contracts. 
they they changed the threshold. You can mm. you can consume more. And then really you just need to pass yeah. your test in spring training yeah. before training camp. You just need yeah. to pass it's your all test. Dressing, right? Yeah, you pass yeah. you pass if you pass your test, yeah. you don't get drug tested during the season. You're yeah. fine. You just need to pass your exit as well. Yeah. Um and then they raise the threshold as well. So you don't have to be like fully sober. You just need to be not smoking three, four blunts a day type of thing until after you test. But if you fail, you're going to be in the program and they're going to you're going to get drug tested like twice a week throughout the whole season. Shoe programs. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's literally the worst. So, wow. Yeah. All right. So, OK, cool. So so there's going to be some challenges there. Sure. You know, it's this is something really cool right now to be at the forefront of something. There mm-hmm. is no path right now. Right. So um, as states turn legal, we are going to go there. I'm going to Ohio for the first time in January. Um, you Bundle know, up. so I'm just going to continue doing this safely and showing people we can be done right. And I'm, mm-hmm. you know, getting to uh, working with a hotel called the Soho House. They brought me over to oh, Europe wow. in October. We did two dinners in London. The Soho House. Yeah. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we did. We did 30 people in Amsterdam. 50 in London, mm. 30 in Brighton, and then I was supposed to be 100 in Paris. Mm-hmm. And my dinner formats are always guests come, sit down, and we serve, you know, I come out, I introduce the course, and then that course comes out. In Paris, we did a complete restaurant takeover wow. where they only served our infused menu. Mm-hmm. Now, we could only do CBD in Paris, right? But I, for a five-star Ooh. hotel to be doing a full... CBD yeah, that's cool. Menu. It was, we, hey, it's we gotta get, we gotta start somewhere. Exactly, okay. right? Because I was yeah. like, my cannabis book club that I did at Soho House couldn't be like too advertised. Well, so we, I, I work with the Soho House here in North America, and okay. in March we'll be touring through five of their properties, and for it's for their members only. Right, wow. and we do it, we do THC? these infused dinners. So yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Soho um, House. All right. So, right. So, any, LA, any of the LA properties? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Please invite. Yeah. Unlike Tammy's friends who don't invite anyone. So, you know, my, my cookbook came out <laughs> last year. I released my cookbook at the end of the year and I got to go into Soho, Miami. And that's where mm. we did our first dinner. And then we started doing some of their other properties. And someone from London was there, was kind of skeptical, sat in at the dinner at the end of it, said, We'd love to have you come overseas. He's like, What you just did really changed his mind. It was really cool being in London doing the talk. They don't even know Indica Sativa. Like it's mm. it's just illegal there. Right. Right. And so it to was like, C B D or THC in London. We we were doing both. Oh nice. Right? Okay. So um cool. well it's but, a private club. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, it was it's again to to get over and 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 get to cook in places. Like when I first started Nomad Cook, I'm like, I just want to go to Montreal and Toronto. Right? Yeah, like get yeah, me to yeah. the other side. And then now to be down here, mm. cooking all over the place, like sitting out and sitting here talking with you guys, like it's just <laughs> been a surreal trip. And you know, just the the reward has been the actual journey itself. Yeah. Right. Every day that I've got to do this stuff, like it's just another day of like, yeah. fucking yeah. Like, That's amazing. Do you do private dinners or do yeah, are so you? Yeah, so I'll go in and do private dinners. I I was doing a lot of stuff with brands last year. Mm. This year, the landscape, or 2022, was a lot more promoting working with brands, uh, retailers. Um, this last year, with the landscape change in the U.S., budgets are a lot tighter. Mm. I had to solely switch to myself. So 
I went into a hundred percent like my setting my own tours. I go on two week tours of five cities and I sell tickets through Instagram. And, wow. Um, you know, we just, I think I flew 137 miles, excuse me, 37,000 miles last year of just constantly every two weeks out, out, out. So it was nice. I just had 10 days of no flying. Okay. Right. I flew in this morning. I was just saying to my wife, I'm like, it was so nice. Yeah. Like, not have to be in this airport for yeah, a couple yeah. days. And right now I don't have the coolers with me. Right. Yeah. Right. Because right, right, right. I, I, you'll see me roll into the cool, the airport. I got two giant coolers I travel with because we'll do a majority of our prep before. Yes. Yeah. Right. And then when we fly in, we'll make our extractions, get our, our fresh seafood or whatever we need. And yeah and get ready are, so. you, are, wow. are you at do you feel comfortable talking about prices yeah okay yeah. so if somebody wanted to book you for like a, <laughs> a private dinner yeah. at their home what, what would that run somebody so it would be like regardless my kind of starting rate would be as if you had 12 people mm. so it, you know you'd be at about 3500 to 4000 dollars mm. plus any travel accommodation um i could be anywhere from six months out to book so yeah. for my pop-up dinners that i do when we come into your city there can be anywhere from 150 to 200 dollars mm. you know up in seattle right now we're working with uh, sean kemp cannabis a great retailer who we're able to lower the price of the tickets for all the consumers because mm -hmm. we've got a lot of brands coming in supporting so um that's like independent rap numbers make a living <laughs> on that you know i it's, it's <laughs> that's good shit it's it's funny because you know, the touring life, I, I never, you know, you think you know what it is. Yeah. And I heard a saying once, like, every city is just another hotel room. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It does get lonely. Right. Mm. And it's, yeah, right. So um, it's been cool to travel around. But, you know, my friends are like, are you going out? Are you doing anything? I was like, it's nine o'clock. I am going to bed yeah, right yeah, now. Really, I got to yeah, be up yeah. at five <laughs> and I'll be traveling to the next city. Right, right. So, you know, I've got a young kid I've just brought on out of Kansas City. Mm. And, you know, he is just hungry and ambitious. He's never traveled anywhere. Mm. So he's coming everywhere helping me now. So, um, you know, we're building a team up. And, you know, I just want to help this next generation. Right. Yeah. So I want to share what I've learned. I want to kind of set some standards. Right. Because, Every time someone greens out at a dinner, it just sets us back as mm -hmm. a whole. Greens right? out, that's what you call when somebody has I, an adverse yeah. reaction. Yeah. 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 So, you know, we don't we don't want that happening. And um, you know, there's some sometimes it's out of your steps. Like I've had guests tell me before, like, oh, I didn't think I could really get a hundred milligrams here. So I ate some gummies before I came in. And I'm like, Oh boy. Smart. Buckle right? up. So, have you had anybody had a have an adverse reaction at one of your dinners? Yeah, you know, when I first started. Right. Um, but you know, over the last couple of years, it's going to be pretty. What accurate. they do? I've always injured. What they do? Uh, well, a lot of the time, do they freak? I, do they freak, no, freak, or do they I, just like oh? I've I, I've once actually like because what what we did for a long time was rent luxury Air, Airbnbs, turn mm. that into our pop up restaurant for the weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've come out of the Airbnb like three hours after dinner and seen four people still sitting in the car out front. Oh, right, no. like. Because they were like, yeah, we can't drive, so we're just going to sit here and wait it out. I'm like, you guys should really take a taxi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Just come it's going to be a while. It's, it is surprising <laughs> a lot of the times because we don't serve alcohol. I have rules. Like, I'm, mm. I don't allow any peer pressure. You know, mm. we if someone's two milligrams, that's what their dose is. Yeah. I wish that was my tolerance. I would have more money in my pocket. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? So we don't let people peer pressure, um, you know, 
I'm always surprised when someone's like, I drove. And I'm like, would you tell the bartender that? Like, why are you telling me that how irresponsible you're going to be mm. when, you know, we really try and set a standard of, mm. of, of safety, know, I guess, of safety, yeah. right? Yeah. Because in the end, it's, it's us on the line who are, are providing this for our guests, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, yeah. so if you come to our dinners, plan for a safe ride home, you know, just yeah. don't tell the chef that. Yeah, yeah, I'm a newbie. <laughs> well, how do people get in touch with you? Uh, the best way is to follow me on Instagram, which mm-hmm. is at the underscore nomad cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on some other platforms, but everything happens on Instagram. All of my dinners are promoted on there. Um, you have to ask for the link to be able to get a ticket to come. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we're, we're going to be all over the U.S. this year. And uh, you know, starting to look over into Thailand at the end of the year. Yeah. Right? So, Travis, um, I feel it for you, man. Own this shit. You I, are. You got to put a flag in the ground, and you gotta. I brought something because yes. it was your birthday. Yay! Thank you. And I, hey. I didn't leave X out either. So, hey, <laughs> thank you. Okay, what do we got here? So okay, this so. is this is the aprons that my team wear. Ah, so beautiful nice. green canvas, leather. Yes. Uh, so don't uh you just you wash it with a sponge. You can kind of yeah, wash it. Yeah, this ain't cheap. No, not no. at all. This, this is, is real. This is like, real. Because is this for knives and stuff? What? Yeah, you can put your phone, you can put your joints in there, your little vape pen fits in that if yeah. you got that. Yeah. So long. There's a nice little towel ring on there. And so, uh, wow. and a nice hat here. The nomad. I know you wear black, so yeah, uh, yeah, uh-huh. yes. uh-huh. thank you. So, thank you. Yes, no, I appreciate you guys having me out here. What a great year to start the year! Oh, yes. Yes. To start yes. off, and uh, you know, I just I really appreciate the support. No, no, come on, Travis, we appreciate you, man. Um, much success on all your endeavors, yeah. And uh, I want to see the Nomad restaurant somewhere in your in your city of choice. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. Okay, man. It's right. the Lasagna Ganja Podcast. I'm Mr. X to the Z Exhibit. And I'm Tammy, a.k.a. The Cannabis Cutie. That's right. And we will see you on the next episode. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Check out the Lasagna Ganja Podcast wherever podcasts are streamed. And check out our separate feed with video episodes. Available on Spotify and YouTube. For more information, visit dcpofficial.com.